The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Section Six WrestleCast, your home for Section Six Wrestling Talk, right here on the network. Another week, another episode. I am one of your hosts, Matt Johnson, alongside my uh, it's his first co-hosting duties today. Yeah, it's my first day. It's my first actual day co-hosting. First actual day co-host. Everybody, welcome Max to the show. Um, yeah, get to. Be under my uh, my learning tree. We're 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 doing it. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing it, and we have another great guest on today. Uh, I would cons I, I don't know. Maybe he's humble in that regard, but I would consider him Fredonia wrestling royalty. Um, there's like a million gardeners in the in in the wrestling world. Uh, but everybody, please welcome to the show, Dakota Gardner. Dakota, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing? Good, good, man. Welcome on, welcome on. Hope you're doing well. How's uh, how's yeah, things man, going? Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Things are great, man. Things are great. Uh, hoping things turn around here with COVID. We can get some wrestling going. I know we want to keep everybody safe, but I definitely miss getting on the mat with the guys and coaching and teaching, and that's that's really my passion. But things look like they're turning upside for us. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I know a lot of kids are pretty nervous about you know everything going on with COVID. Um, I mean, you're, yeah, I you're imagine. coaching, you're, 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 you're a coach, you know, currently, uh, I mean, what are your concerns right now going into the season? Are you a little, uh, are you a little worried about us even having a wrestling season in uh, 20? Yeah, absolutely. Um, last year I had the opportunity, I coached modified wrestling and I had opportunity to coach some, uh, let's say underprivileged kids. And my biggest concern is seeing those kids not get the education that they need to kind of uh, be outstanding citizens. Um, I'm definitely worried about that. Um, I think kids, they need wrestling. They uh, they need to be in a school district to grow as individuals. And if they don't have that, I'm scared for what our society is going to become with a lot of people in those kind of uh, homes, you know? Um, no, you're, you're 100% right in that. As far as wrestling goes, you know, um, that's kind of – gravy on top you know obviously especially in Fredonia we always care about the kids first but as far as wrestling goes you know teaching that is my passion so it's been kind of frustrating to not work with kids especially kids who I know who want to get like better in Fredonia Dunkirk area um I just I was talking to Kenny Rose talked with Lake coach a few days ago and he was like man I think some kids are gonna move to Pennsylvania and wrestle because they're like they're moving forward with everything and oh yeah, unfortunately bet, yeah. Not, yeah you stopping. know Mm. Especially down in the southern tier, we're 30 minutes away from the PA border. Some yeah, schools closer. Right on the line. That's a thought that we have to think about, you know. Right. Yeah, I didn't even think about. Yeah, I'm sure it's very possible for a lot of southern tier school. There's there's yep. quite a few down there. And, Donker, yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that is that is worrisome, and it, who who knows that who you know the long term effects of that uh, uh, too. But yeah, very very possible. I mean. I, I respect the hustle, I, I guess. I mean, kids want to yeah. wrestle. They're going to go down and wrestle um, if they got to. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's that, uneasy you know, all around. You got to create opportunities for yourself. You know, you gotta, yeah. if people have opportunities to get some wrestling scholarships and say there's some mm -hmm. school that they want to go to, if they can't wrestle this season and say they didn't win the yeah. state title as a junior or they didn't win the sectionals as a junior, but they want to wrestle in college, they got to put on the line sometimes. And, and then that comes, too, with the safety of your family and whatnot. So it's definitely – strange times but i'm hoping things can work out i know i got an email yesterday from one of our athletic directors down in my area saying that they are pushing forward to do football and stuff in the fall as of right now so that's a good okay. sign because that's optimistic. i was concerned yeah, yeah i was concerned that they were going to push football into the spring and then wrestling in the spring and then you already have baseball i was like man there's not even much wrestlers you know yeah, it's oh, it's such a weird spot. I mean, I'm a big NFL guy, and I, I see like some of the, uh, just so, some of the, the the things in place that they have to do, and it's like, oh man. I mean, can wrestlers, can athletes, student athletes, be protected? At, you know the the way that we all want them to be, and still be able to compete. You know, because we all know wrestling is a right. very hands on sport. 
uh, can't get around it. it. It's hard to get. Yeah, it's hard to get. It's it's going to be hard to get around. So I just hope that like yeah. the school districts, I have proper planning in place. You know, in case something in case something does happen. But yeah, it's just right. all around uh, super super strange, super strange times. I, I saw a video today. Yeah. I'll say it's from the donkeys because I'm a Raiders fan, but it's the Broncos. Uh, they were walking through hand sanitizer showers before practice, and I'm like, man, if that's going to be the standard, we're never going to have wrestling. No, think yeah. about how expensive that is to have to do right. stuff like that. To get, I mean, these guys are getting tested every day. Uh, as soon as they walk in, it's like, come on, come on, right? But, yeah, right. it's 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 unfortunate. You know, it, we had to witness. You know, last year a lot of college athletes, a lot of college seniors. Their their senior year or opportunity at the NCAA championship wiped away, and uh, it's it's unfortunately a very real possibility for a lot of high school seniors who, you know, may have some of them may have already wrestled their last match. So I mean, I'm I'm praying, I'm hoping that's not the case. Yeah. But uh, but there's gonna be a lot. There's still a lot more questions uh, as we get closer to yep. the fall to the winter season. All we can do is be optimistic and pray. You know, I'm really just man, that's and right. I think. We just ask for guidance. Hopefully this thing works out for us, you know? Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope so. Greatest sport in the world, uh, in my opinion. I hate to uh, – it's 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 been going through some rough patches on its own, you know, in its own right, and I hate to see something like this put a further damper on it. But Absolutely. Right. Uh, Absolutely. I agree with you. But I w- Very good. Uh, I want to get into your, uh, your life, though, uh, your life around wrestling, because the Gardner name – I've been hearing it forever. I feel like, you know, there's every time one gardener graduates, there's another gardener. Uh, <laughs> how big is your family? How big is your like uh, family in a, in the wrestling sense? Uh, well, there's three. Well, my dad started it. We'll say it, we'll start it there. Um, my dad was the first person for Vernonia to ever get over a hundred wins. Uh, oh, great wow. wrestler. He was um, banging a free song, Rocco Roman. He was throwing us around since we could start wrestling, you know? <laughs> he actually threw me once my senior year, and I was so mad at him. He got a little fat guy, you know? <laughs> I was so mad at him. But, no, he could throw really well. Um, my brother Jude, he um, he was great wrestler. Jude's probably, I think, the most athletic wrestler I've ever seen. He's so fast. I've seen him tear people apart in the practice room, but just doesn't really have that mean streak, you know? But he's so athletic. Yeah, I, I, so fast, yeah, so Jude. quick, so clean. When he wants to be, though, you know? Right, right. No, I know that. I know that. Yeah, Jude was around when I was a senior. I graduated in uh, two thousand nine, so I remember Jude. Okay. You know, around. I was. I was very close with uh, Kenny Betts. Very close to yep. Kenny Betts. Still am to this day. And I, I, I remember watching Jude. Uh, you know, some great teams back in the day. Uh, I, I've, yeah. I have nothing but love for Fredonia. Nothing but love for Fredonia. But yeah, uh, yeah, Jude's great. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, and then you got me and Dalton. And Dalton was ruffled like Jude. He um, he was taller, lengthier, rolled legs, had speed, athleticism. But I think he had kind of the meanness that I had. So he was kind of a mix, you know. But So there's the three brothers, my dad. But now I've got some young cousins coming up through. I'm um, actually in oh, Dunkirk. Good. That uh, little Dominic Mangus, Ryan Kinney. Okay. No, no, they're different last names. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get going okay. too. <laughs> oh, man. That's cool. That's so cool. I love it that, yeah. that it's like this family thing that people are just kind of they, they keep the, the tradition going. Now, between you and us and maybe all of our listeners, too, who who's the better one amongst you and your brothers? Who's the better wrestler amongst you and your brothers? <laughs> well, to be God honest with you, Jude beats me every time. He does. OK, but I'll watch Jude answer. lose to somebody who I will destroy. I think it's just a brother thing. <laughs> I don't get it. Match up. <laughs> it's just a brother thing. Uh, the little, the older brother's never gonna lose the little brother. I had my little brother is, Dalton yeah. try wrestling me a month ago. I told me I couldn't take him down. Took him down to his back, and we'll just say he was trying to cheat to get off his back. Do a lot of illegal <laughs> procedures, <laughs> and still talking crap to me. I love it. Oh, I love it. This yeah. is fun. What? What's it? I mean, because I I didn't grow up in a wrestling household. Right. I, okay. I, I grew up. I was the first one in my family to grow up, in, you know, and in, in, well, come through wrestling. I started in eighth grade. Uh, but what was it like growing up in, in, a, in a wrestling household? Very competitive, hardworking. Like what was a normal day in the life for you guys growing up? 
Well, let's say that Brooks Hospital is on speed dial. We are always in the hospital. Pitches <laughs> here, pitches there, torn shoulder. No, uh, I love it. A lot of wrestling. I was always the infamous one getting it started. I just never wanted to stop. Always grabbing hold of everybody. Middle of dinner, middle of Thanksgiving, didn't matter. Um, still like <laughs> well, that. Well, you're the middle day. child, right? What's that? Are you the middle child? Are you the middle child? Yes, sir. Yep. There it is. That's it what is. it is. <laughs> yeah, but I was always, I was definitely always the instigator. But I mean, the whole family's tough. I watched my mom throw Jude right on his face, and then smack him <laughs> up and make him walk away. She's nuts too. I'm telling you, she's probably the craziest. I've seen <laughs> my dad beat up my Dalton and Dalton choke out my dad, and oh my god, it's. Non-stop. You come over to our house, especially like you have a family party. You know, we have oh, the Russos no. come over and the Buckleys and these guys. And oh, it's just non-stop wrestling. You're playing cornhole next to you know people are throwing each other in the pool. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, you know, now, because. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, are you guys pretty close to the several other like wrestling families? You did just mention a couple. Um, yeah, I mean, group? the Russo's come yeah. over a lot. Um, good friends of the Buckleys. Chris Schimmick is always at my house. He, my brother's actually, I think his best man is wedding. Um, oh, cool. The Joneses we're close with. Um, we're just, if, if there's a big family party, there's a lot of wrestlers there. And my dad, he always says he wants to get out of coaching, but he'll go coach a few kids in the corner and get them into wrestling. Next, you know, that kid's wrestling modified the next year, you know? Right. Very persuasive. Um, okay. Well, 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 that's what I noticed, yeah. like, with Southern Tier Wrestling, which I always liked, was, like, uh, Chris Schimmick oh. was always close with you guys. So were the Jones brothers, yep. uh, the Buckleys, um, I mean, you uh, go on Satan. The Satan, the Cassidy yeah, yep. you had. You name it. Cassidy's, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, my God. Obviously, the nostalgia. The, the Betches and the Contis, but they were a little older than us. They were kind of that yep. first dominant generation, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Slaberskis, yeah. All um, of you guys. I mean, we've had the Hetricks over at the house. We've had Lundmarks. We've had we've had all of them. It was like, ever since we were younger, we were always, always wrestling with each other and um, training together and pushing each other. It's, it's different. It's different than it is on Buffalo. You know, we had to travel right. around and create practice partners. Where I think you guys were closer, you know, 10, 15 minutes away from somebody. I can remember true, going yeah. and wrestling in Bemis Point for Maple Grove, you know, because I really didn't have much practice partner my senior year. The wrestling was like Beeler and the My Six and stuff. I mean, you're almost... You all yep. work together down here. It's different. No, it's it's important. It, it, it's always been community, and that's one of my – I said this last week uh, on our episode. I've always been very – was it last week or two weeks ago? I was very – I'm very fond of how the Southern Tier guys are, like super friendly. I'll never forget uh, – it was my first time in at the Webster tournament, and uh, this was oh, 2006, my first varsity tournament, okay. and uh, I just got beat up by one of the Fredonia guys. Just, just – his name's Rob Don. I don't know if you're too familiar with Rob I don't know Don. I know Rob. Of course I know Rob. Okay. He, yeah, he I actually got to his younger sister. Oh, okay. All right. I love Rob. Rob was so good to me. Even like he beat me up and then he, he told me how to like what to do to to like to not get caught in those situations that he put me in at will. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this is really yeah. cool. Like this is there should be more of that. There should be more of that. And the guy, the guy from Frewsburg, I forgot his name. He did the same thing. Everybody was super yeah. cool down there. Very relaxed. It's just, it's, it's just damn northern city kids that are all it is, yeah. <laughs> walking I around agree, with the ego. You guys, you guys compete against each other. Everyone up yeah. north wants to be the biggest name up north. We want to be the best in the state down here. We work together. Right. And we might wrestle a guy next week, you know. I remember like, yeah. me and Lucas McKeever, practice partners in high school. And, um, he went to go on out to Fredonia and we're, we're, we're practicing our two days a week. And the next thing you know, we had to wrestle in a dual meet. It was terrible. And then, man, this sucks. Uh, but we were always training to be the best in the state, you know, not, yeah, but yeah, not I was going to say that's not really Stockton necessarily County, a bad know? thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, and, and you kind of notice that the camaraderie too, with a lot of the small school state teams, they're very mm-hmm. close. Yeah. Very, very close. And that's why I think you guys typically do so well across the state, um, which yeah. is a really cool, cool thing. Yeah. Um. So, so when did you like organize? Like, when did you start getting into organized like club wrestling? Um, if there was any, or was everything just at home for you at, a, at an early age? All right. So, my brother Jude started. He was five, and I believe I started the same year, but like about a month after, and I was three. 
And okay. Uh, my dad was a coach. They Fredonia had a program, but my dad, he's a leader. He's just a natural-born leader, and he wanted to run a program, you know? So we ended up actually wrestling for Casadega, who they're now combined with oh. the Mm-hmm. Um, we did that until Jude was in seventh grade. So five to 12, seven years, we'll say. Um, and my dad and a few friends, like Mr. Mysick, um, the Rose, uh, the Hattricks, we set up a league actually down here for youth. And we would actually do me once or twice a week. Like Castaigo would do me Southwestern, and then we'd do me Jamestown, and then we'd do me Maple Grove. Awesome. And we had this league set up, and then just a few names, like Johnny Nickerson was there, Greg Burroughs was there, Chris Schimmick was there, um, both okay. Mysics were there, the Hetricks were there. I remember Craig. Fadens, Cassidy's. It was like, we had a nice little program going, and at the end of the year, we would go to the Wellsville tournament, all stay in hotels and call a bunch of havoc, as young kids, you know, and the parents would out have fun, they'd be like one parent left watching 30 screaming kids, you know, and then we would go to <laughs> Eastern Nationals, every year we did that for about seven years and then once um once jude was a seventh grader uh he wrestled varsity he was like on and off at 96 pounds varsity jv we started passing fredonia and i i became a manager i was a fifth grader okay fifth or fourth i forget i started managing so i would watch the practices and i was like you know like rob don and uh Alex Lason, Kenny Betts, and Christian. I was like their little buddy. Eichel you know, Berger. Them around. Brad Eichel yeah, Berger. Was it Eichel Berger? He whipped yep, me up, too. We actually, we're, we're one and one. We're one and one against each other, actually. Uh, <laughs> I think he only wrestled varsity one year, and he made the state finals. <laughs> That's how deep yeah, we so, yeah, it was. Oh, the, my God. It was the year after Don, and uh, <laughs> Don graduated. Don, I think it was out for a tournament, and Brad came in and won it. But it, I beat him at Webster by one point, and then he beat me at yeah. the Louport tournament finals by one point. I Brad was awesome. Yeah, so very, good. Very I miss him. I miss him. <laughs> he was a man. He was a monster. I loved watching Russell. You know, he was, he was a machine out there. Dominant, quick, power, powerful. Uh, so good, so good. Yeah. So then I um, <laughs> I was managing the teams and like Russell and the modified kids, and then Russell with some of the varsity kids that got, went a little bigger. You know, like sixth grade, I think I was about ninety pounds, and I'd wrestle with the guys like Carlene and Pat McCarthy and. Uh, some of some of the some of the lighter weights, you know, and then my sixth grade year, yep, I remember I wrestled. There's some when they first started doing like regionals and stuff for youth, and I wrestled Anthony Orifuchi. I think he actually mm-hmm. placed at states that year, um, in some oh. tournament, and I lost him in overtime. And that's when I met Keith Mowdy. He was like, "Dude, you need to come wrestle for me," and I was only a sixth grader, you know. And this guy, right. Anthony, was, like, supposed to be, like, the best lightweight in our area, you know? And mm-hmm. that's when I, I started traveling to Cobra. I used to go to Cobra, um, like, once a week at that point. And then summer grade wrestling started, and I was still pretty much just with Fredonia, but in the spring, I go to some Cobra tournament, some Cobra pads. Not too much club yet. Just really doing a lot of stuff Fredonia did because we had a really great program. A lot of good wrestlers around me. Um, oh, for sure. And then... Yeah, and then uh, after my seventh grade year, I uh, I switched hit because I I took fifth at class, and I was like I think I was thirty eight and thirteen, and and I lost in the semis to Eddie Hutchruder in overtime. Okay. And then I wrestled Brandon Monts would be early in the year. We had like a really deep week that year at class. It was like Abigail Muhammad, me Westerdahl, Monts, Hutchruder, Jason Riley. Yeah, that's a tough. So it's really, idea. really tough way only top four went, you know, back then. And mm-hmm. I lost again in overtime to months for a slam. I took him out with a double. He tried to scram when I dropped him on his head. And oh. I lost him a slam call and took fifth. And oh, I was living, man. You know, I was so mad. I was never been, I never been so mad in my life. So I knew I should be, I know I, I really had a chance going to states. Like I touched root, I'm going on a wild card. I lost him in overtime, you know. Like I was right there in the seventh grade and I worked hard. And after that, um, I remember going to the sectional tournament and watching, and there was, like, the bracket. I think there was only 12 kids back then because there was three tournaments, top four went, and I'd beaten nine of the 12 or eight of the 12 that were there, you know? And wow. I, uh, that's when I started training harder Cobra. I started going up there in the spring. I played JV baseball 
and actually sail for it with our coach, who was the head coach of Dunkirk Wrestling. Um, and I talked to him, and I was like, listen, I love baseball and everything, but wrestling's my sport. And he's like, whatever you need to miss your baseball, go wrestle, you know? So I would go up to yeah. Cobra probably twice a week, and I would go up to uh, Lake Erie Wrestling with Tom Page, do freestyle and Greco-Roman stuff also twice a week. And I was that's when I was really wrestling a lot. I mean, I probably wrestled – my seventh, eighth, ninth grade year, I probably wrestled 100 matches each summer. I mean, just train and train. That's train the way to then, do it. That's it's kids don't oh, realize yeah. that nowadays either. Kids like that's something like it's getting a little bit better, but that's something like kids like they don't understand. You have to have, you got to be putting in. I mean, you don't have to necessarily put in a hundred matches. It's good mm-hmm. if you do, but at least like twenty to thirty in an off season. Um, just keep going yeah. and going, and uh, yeah, kids don't realize that now. And often. wrestle up a weight class. Don't cut weight. Wrestle up and wrestle guys who are stronger than you. Figure out how to win. You know yeah. things like that. Wrestle yeah, guys are fish on Buckle Roman. Figure out how to throw and win, and not get it back to you just shooting your outside single. You know. Yeah, yeah. I. Um, yeah, that's unfortunately, though, I think I over wrestled because I was, I was winning so much, and I correlated success to training more. You know, and like, I, I will make the argument that nobody trained harder than me. Nobody did. I worked very, very, very hard, but I overtrained to the point where I had three surgeries before I left high school. You know. Oh wow. I had two knees and a shoulder done before I left. So that was that was something though that now now as a coach I can recognize and stuff. So I'm excited about that. If I were to tone it down probably ten, fifteen percent, I think I'm sitting in a different spot right now, you know. But you live in okay. you can't be upset about it. But I've learned a lot of lessons. Two times they find a lot of it came with, in my opinion, Alex Conti left after my freshman year. So Alex and Greg Betts left and we had an outstanding program in Fredonia. And I think my freshman year, I, I had made the state finals. And we out of our we had six go to states, and out of all of our all of our team, fourteen out of the fifteen were seniors starters. So then oh, I came wow. back to the wrestling room with nobody with varsity experience as a practice partner. You know. Oh, that's so then that's I, tough. I really that's train, real hard. And train. Yeah, yeah, I really had to outsource and train, and try to find people to wrestle with, and it, it was tough. You know, it was tough between that and after I tore my. First knee in the state finals my freshman year, and then my sophomore year I had shoulder surgery in my labrum, and then I think same my junior year I had my other shoulder knee done. I don't even remember. I was, I was so banged up, but just just kept trying to win, you know. But just like over wrestling because and over training because I didn't have practice partners around me, you know. I wouldn't feel good enough if I had one practice in a day because the guys I was wrestling with are five hundred in varsity, you know. Right, yeah, that presents a challenge, and you see that a lot too. It like, and some some kids honestly like they'll fold if they don't have like practice partners. Love them to death, but if they're not pushing you, um, yeah, it's it, it it can almost it can hurt you. It can hurt you as a wrestler. Right. Uh, and I've seen that happen a lot of times with really great kids, um, really great wrestlers around this area. Uh, either they suffer in the practice room. Or even suffer from a competition level, like in the western, like in the local area. So if you're like, if you're wrestling kids in tournaments and, and dual meets that aren't like quite up to snuff, you're not almost not pushing yourself in that regard either. Um, you know, so it's, right. it's always a tough thing, and I have seen a lot of kids falter for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I went from like guys like Pat McCarthy and Tyler Cassidy and my brother, being my practice partners. To I mean, no disrespect to them, but like guys like. Uh, even knowing Roger Jesus, who you know ended up taking third in the section their senior years, but my, I remember my sophomore and junior year was like, man, I could not find a partner, you know. So that's when I would outsource right, right. and go to wrestle with Lucas McKeever and Gawanda, or uh, Beeler in uh, Maple Grove, and you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of difficult, you know, especially when you're younger and then you're driving to different practices after your practice and stuff, you know, you get worn out. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for, guys, it makes for a long day. Yeah. Right, I was gonna say because oh, yeah. everything's pretty spread out. Everything's everything's relatively spread out in that regard. Um, I know I do gotta ask. I've always wondered this. What are your like when you were in high school? What were Fredonia's like numbers like in a practice room? Because I know they've always been considered small school, uh, but I've always I've always been curious as to what like uh, like how many wrestlers on average would you get in a season between JV JV and varsity? Well, I remember when Alex was still there. When we first started. We line up by weight class every day. We'd sit down and talk. And there's probably right. four guys in each weight. So four times 15, what's that? 60. We'd probably start 60. off each season by 60 wrestlers. Jesus. 
And then we'd end probably at 40. And then once Alex left, because he had worked in a school, we started losing numbers. I think my like sophomore, junior, senior year, we were under 30 each year. But always between 20 and 30. But always able to we produce. Really yeah, thriving. that's the difference. Thriving. Probably 60 kids. That's... I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. That's exciting. You guys show up to JV tournaments loaded, varsity tournaments loaded, um, mm-hmm. and there'd always be some extras and stuff too. But yeah, I yeah. think that's pretty like because you guys are still like well, Fredonia, uh, still to this day numbers high, numbers low, still like putting out quality, talented guys, guys who are finishing near the top of the se- section, guys who are you know uh, placing. placing in the state and stuff like that. So I think it's a huge testament that you know though the you know the you know, the, the coach, you know, that coach Connie and, you know, everything changed after he left, uh, that Fredonia is still, you know, a legitimate, it's, it's still legitimate and very tough wrestling school. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you still had my dad coaching and Ross Conti and obviously Joe yeah. does a great job over there. Santilli. Um, we still have a lot of the same guys, just Greg Betts and Alex Connie worked in the school. So now we don't really have a coach inside the school over there. So I think where mm-hmm. we lose some numbers. Yeah, that's how the recruiting process is. Uh, it's very, it's hard enough on wrestling as its own. And when you lose, when you lose inside school guys, it uh, much harder. Yeah. And, and Coach Connie too. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I'm close to Coach Betts. He was, yep. he was so nice to me all the time. Love Connie Coach too. Betts. He had a way with. He had love Coach Betts. I'm still like super close to him to this day. Uh, I just seen yep. him. Was it last year or two years ago at the sectional banquet or the. Yeah, the Section 6 banquet, and he was like, oh, he was so overjoyed to see me. Always hung out on off-season tournaments. Had away with words. Yep. He was very persuasive. Conti, too, very, very persuasive in his ways. And then Alex you go do a wrestling. He talked, people listened. He just had that tune, that yes. charismatic sense to him, you know. I would see a lot he of had people the credentials talk. for it, too. As soon as he Alex the, said something, the... people would stop and listen. You know, he just had that about yeah. him. Yeah, no, he was he was great. I was, I was a little sad because I did uh, – I don't know if Fredonia still does it, but back when I was a uh, junior, I went down there for a week for a uh, camp in the middle of summer. And I think Coach Connie was out, but Betts ran it. And uh, Beekner from uh, who was the UB head coach at the time, he, yep. he was they were running it. And I was hoping I mean, I was of course, I was hoping to learn under Connie, too. But I mean, I still learned a ton. And, and Coach Betts was always always there for me, always there for me. And I yeah. have absolutely endless respect for uh, for him and. And everything, everything him and his family did for me. Coach Betts, I mean, you can call that guy four in the morning. He would help you. I love that guy to death. He's he's an absolute teddy bear. Really good, too, at cracking backs in in very unique ways. (laughs) He put me in, like, some kind of sleeper hold thing one time and cracked my back, and my back, you know, never felt better. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. That's Coach Betts for you. (laughs) No, without a doubt. But uh, um, so back to your question. Um, yeah. So then after my freshman year, I, I, I was wanting to train with um, – I was seeing the best of the best were coming out of the like the Warsaw barn, you know. And I wanted to train with oh, them. The Team X or whatever it was. was. Yeah. What's that? Was it that Team X that uh, Paddock's dad yeah, ran? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Drew Hall was there and Cowan mm-hmm. was there. And, you know, I can't remember. A lot of Section 5 guys. You know, Terry Leco was, was there. there, and I tried getting hold of D Google because he was running it to uh, practice over there with him, and he wouldn't get back to me. But then mm-hmm. I made the state finals my freshman year, and I had beaten Nicholson in overtime. I turned him in the third. Yeah, that was, I was awesome. Too. And uh, he came. He found me. He's like a little hermit. I don't know. He came and found me. And, like, <laughs> He's got his mullet going on, his long sleeve black shirt and jean shorts. He's like, okay, you can train now. (laughs) What? (laughs) I've been calling you for last year, you know? Right, right. Those, oh my God, those are my favorite practices. I would go there once or twice a week in the summer, my sophomore, junior year. Um, And we go to Alexander, the Warsaw Barn. And D runs, oh my God, an amazing practice. We had guys in there like Ian Paddock and Bert Paddock and Brad. And just the best of the best run the practices. And it was it was an old school Rocky gym there. It was like we would do practice and do <laughs> circuits afterwards with different weights and it was awesome. Dane Heberlein was there. Um a lot of the big section five guys. It was really cool. No, that's pretty again, 
good community, good workout partners. It goes a long way. And that's why, you know, that's why section five, one of the best sections wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always yeah, they're placing guys over there. You know, your Alexander, your yeah. Warsaw, your Bolivar, your uh, Letchworth, all those guys go over there. They all train together all year long. And I wish we had something closer here. We could do, you know, yeah, I know. I know. Like every now and then, uh, like a wrestling, like a coach or a family, like they they get something going, uh, and it, it, you know, it it goes for only so long, and and this and that. But no, I mean that that's it's a huge advantage, and that's again, like like what you said, like we did have that for a stint where I just missed it because I just graduated, but Coach Hockenberry from Newport had uh, Drew yep, Hall come yep. in. He he had he had a bar, and he had, it's where he had like that's Drew right. Hall come in, the Breedens, Danny Reagan, the Cromers. Uh, the McDougal right. brothers, Canzaros, like that's, you know, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they produced, they produced, uh, it would be cool. It would be cool. If somebody got something like that down in the Southern tier. I know Chris Schimmick is doing stuff in uh, Jamestown. Um, that's okay. where a lot of Falconer guys go and that's where they're thriving. Mm-hmm. They're learning from Chris. Um, Chris is an excellent coach. Uh, we just got to get more participation in it. The thing is like our small schools, these kids, they go to these schools with 50, 60, 70 kids. They play every sport. You know, they're the running back, they're linebacker, they're 152 pound wrestler, and then they're starting pitcher in baseball. You know, so I think in these bigger schools, there's a lot of numbers in other sports. So that need for that guy to come in and be the captain of each team, it's usually one guy. You know, like your star basketball player isn't also your star baseball player. You know, we're down here. Right, mm-hmm. right. It's all relatives. You know, if you were a good football player, you were a good wrestler. You're a good wrestler, you probably played baseball. So we, I find that, like, in say smaller schools, some of our wrestlers get sucked into that stuff, you know, which is good. You know, diversity is great. But to get to that next level, I think, like, a two-sport athlete is perfect. I think if you mm-hmm. play football. Yeah, if you're not going to be three-sport, like, two-sport, two yeah. Yeah, like, perfect both sports, you know. But I think if you do three sports, very, very, very rarely do you see them being at the very, very top of all those sports, you know. You're right. You're spreading yourself out thin. Uh yeah, I yeah. was like, in my senior year, I did, like, it was the first year I did track, and I, I, like, threw shot put, and it was it was just, like, a relaxing way to kind of be done with, with my high school tenure, but, um, yeah, yeah, I was, cr- cross-country and wrestling was, was what I did, and you focus, cross-country was just to get me ready for wrestling season, uh, which, right. which was a nice treat, right. but, uh, but, yeah, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, of course, if you could go out and, and be successful three, three, uh, high school, you know, high school seasons in, in a single year. Good for you. But the burnout, it definitely does happen. I see it all the time. Uh, youth level. I see it a lot where kids they're busting their hump and they're they're Sometimes their parents have them run it, like run ragged all year long. And they just kind of fall off by the time high school hits. It's, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's really hard to see. I've, um, our, our youth program kind of fell apart in Fredonia, Dunker area. When my dad was running it back when Jude first started varsity, my dad came over and ran for Donia's team. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you, we had 100 kids in the gym for probably six, seven years. 100, 100 youth kids, between Fredonia and kids. And uh, once I hit varsity, so my seventh grade year, my dad ran for like three, four years. Um, my dad slowed down with the youth. And then once Dalton got to varsity, he stopped the youth altogether. And once my dad stopped, um, they probably only had 25, 30 kids in our youth program since. Now, last year, I started helping out with the youth, and we got our numbers back up to about 60. So I was doing youth Good. and modified last year and then helping out our kids on the side. Um, we have a program, uh, Steve Dandler runs it, called the Wolfpack Wrestling Program, and that's pretty much growing enough for kids. I wouldn't be surprised in the future if there's two schools that do combining, because um, we do a lot together, being right next to each other. Um, right. And so now we've, we've probably got 65, 70 kids in that program. So we're starting to build it back up. I think another generation of really great wrestlers are going to come back. I do pay attention to it. Um, like Falcon was really, really good in the late 90s, but then they fell off. Peroni was really good in like the late 80s, early 90s with like my dad's grade and stuff like that. They had a lot of great wrestlers. And now they, they had kids, and that was like Connie's era of like kids he coached, you know. So now, right, now we're right. in a generation where Peroni almost lost a wrestling program in the mid-90s, and Falcon was thriving. Well, now those guys who are wrestling and now have kids who are wrestling, and we're kind of down right now. But we'll come back, you know. Our yeah, come it back. goes in shifts. It go, it definitely yeah. goes in shifts. I, I see, you know, uh, there's some schools that have a, a nice little stretch of good years, and then just some down years. It, just, it happens. But 
I, I can't stress enough. I mean, at Max, you could probably agree with me how important the getting them, starting them early at that youth level. It mm-hmm. really is. And not uh, even, well, not they, even they like a lot of really wrestling, but just having them introduced. Say it again. If they know the basics, if they know the rules, that's all I want to know. If I have a kid who knows the rules yes. of wrestling and he gets to me in seventh and eighth grade, I guarantee you I'm getting Perfect. the yeah. yeah, I guarantee you. It's, it's just we, when you have to start them at seventh grade, it's almost like it's a little too late for a sport like wrestling. Unless they're, you know, they're a freak of nature, you know. But, I mean, you have some exceptions. But, but I also agree, like you were saying, with um, over-wrestling in the youth. I'm a guy who I'm like, you know, maybe they wrestle 15 matches all year in youth, you know, maybe three, four tournaments. That's it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. great. I think it's all they need, you know, mm-hmm. learn the rules, learn the basics, have them work their little butts off in practice, come home tired, you know, and <laughs> make sure they still love wrestling every year. They're like, man, remember that tournament I wrestled in three months ago and I pinned that one kid? They love it, you know. You overdo it, and all of a sudden they're wrestling these kids who are wrestling all year long and they get beat a few times. They don't want to wrestle no more, you know. Yeah, it's it's Keep a huge turnoff. Course, you know, I completely agree. That's why agree. I really liked what my dad did with the the dual meets. You know, we would match people up and we make sure everybody was going to get some wins. Get people excited about wrestling. Don't bring these kids to tournament champions and freaking. I hate the nightway stuff. It's so stupid. They're ranking youth kids. Come on, they got pressure on. <laughs> oh, you. I know. Right, right, perform right. if they're sick. You know, you got twelve year olds or not even nine year olds sick. They're all like, I go to Nyway. I go to state this weekend. No, you're talented. Go home and take a nap, kid. Yeah, go, 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 just go chill out. Go play with your toy or something. Just something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I never it's understood that. I, I never, I never understood the the ranking stuff at that. At it just, it goes. No, I mean, if they, if money they hear it, it it'll go. Charge you a freaking oh. $50 wrestling a youth tournament. Screw you, dude. <laughs> take somebody else's money. My kids will get better right here and beat your kid later on. Right. Yeah, when it when it really counts. When it really counts. Right. Undoubtedly. Right. Very good. Um so let's see. I mean you had a I'm looking at your uh your arm drag page and quite the accomplishment in high school. Uh you know, going to the states regularly, placing, winning a ton of tournaments, uh state finals was it twice? Twice, yeah. State finals yeah. twice, which yep. is I mean, phenomenal. Of course you always want to win the big one, but Regardless, nobody yep. can take that away from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, what made so what? What was after your high school tenure? Did you uh, you did a little college? Um, I committed to George Mason University. Um, I'm, I okay. went to the training center three times and trained with the junior world team. Alice Khan, I had connections out there, and I committed to them on a half ride scholarship. And I was gonna go. The thing is. In like Fredonia, I didn't even know I was like eligible to go to George Mason until the last week of my senior year. We hadn't oh. had anybody from Fredonia ever go out of state and get a Division One scholarship since Abe Rath, who was a pitcher, and I think like 2007. So there was a lot of like instability. Um, my, the George Mason coach was getting upset with me because they could, didn't know if I was eligible. And I'm like, listen, I've taken all the class. I'm a smart kid. I think I graduated high school with like a 92 average. I scored very yeah. well on SATs and everything. I'm, I'm telling you, eligible. They're like, well, your guidance counselors aren't working with you. So I didn't find out until the last week of my senior year that um, I was going to be able to go. And I already had three surgeries. I had two knees and a shoulder done. And I got lucky. I tore my UCL ligament my junior year at state and my left elbow, my second match. Um, so I almost had to have Tommy John surgery. It actually tore 95%. And they like, I was casted up and reconnected and healed. For like a three, I was in cast for like, uh, 12 weeks. And so I almost had four surgeries. And after talking to my dad, he, he really kind of talked me out of it. He was like, I really wanted to wrestle. I wanted to go. But he was like, listen, you're going to pay $12,000 a year to go to George Mason. It's almost private school. It's like right underneath like Stanford, stuff like that. Those yeah. Ivy schools, you know. You're going to pay $12,000 a year to go there. If you get hurt, Dakota, they're going to take away your scholarship money the next year. You know. They're like, this is, they're offering you a scholarship, but every year they can change it based on your performance. And I'm like, man, I haven't finished last three high school seasons healthy, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, college, I how physical that is, too. Right. Yeah. It was tough. Um, I backed out of the door. I love George Mason. It was right in Fairfax, Virginia. I love the coaches. They're actually the coaches at Fresno State now. 
And I think that Fresno State's going to be an up-and-coming program. You have the Steiner brothers and Izzy Silva, and they have a lot of uh, USA wrestling connections, which is really awesome. I, I love the guy. I wrestled with them at the Olympic Training Center. I actually I got recruited because I was also at the Training Center, and I was wrestling Nick Dardanes, which was like fourth or no, third at the NCAA Division One at 49, okay. I believe, his senior year in Minnesota. And I was wrestling in a freestyle match. I took him down twice. I lost seven to four. And mm. I was 17. I was a junior in high school. And it, I had a lot of coaches come talk to me then. American University, uh, George Mason, obviously. Um, a lot of different coaches. And I'm going on my visit to George Mason. And I, I absolutely loved it. It was a beautiful place. Um, I have to imagine if I went there, I mean, it's probably just my opinion, but I think I'd be doing work with the FBI right now. Because I'm, I'm in criminal justice now, and a lot of the guys there are doing CIA work and criminal and FBI work because it's right near Washington D.C. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, you set yourself up real good for the future. Yeah. Yeah, but I I just got nervous about my injuries. Um, so then I backed out of the deal and I had a great relationship with Keith Mowdy, and I went to end trip, and I hurt my back. Like our first tournament, I bulged two discs in my back, and. That was it. I was like, I'm not rehabbing anything ever again. I'm done. You know, I've I've had too many surgeries. It just I heard my I bulged two or three discs and I was supposed to be out for like eight weeks because if you herniate a disc then you're there'll be a problem forever, you know? And Keith wanted me to wrestle like that next week. And I'm like, I'm not wrestling. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not wrestling Mercyhurst at forty percent. He's like, Well, you're the best at forty percent of what we got here. I mean, it's just not worth it to me, you know. So I got my associate's degree, and I backed out of wrestling, and I started coaching the year after that. Good for you. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's important. I'm. It's cool to see that you wanted to stay around the sport. You know, give give back what you what you can because you're you are you're you're obviously very knowledgeable. You're very talented. Uh, it's it's super important uh, that you decided to do that, uh, and I'm happy to yeah. hear that. I was just going to ask you what 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 was like the. Uh, you know, what was that moment where you knew you uh, you wanted to coach? Uh, but it sounds like you just you just you really wanted to be around the sport well, still. It got to the point where I knew what I had to do to win matches, but couldn't physically do it. Like, I, I my shoulder surgery messed me up. My right arm. I used to shoot great outside singles and run arm bars on the right side, and I got three injuries in my right shoulder. And I probably stopped shooting outside singles after my sophomore year because of it. And I knew how to beat the best of the best, but if I was in a situation where someone put a hard wizard on my right side, I had to give it up, you know? So oh, to like yeah. know what you're supposed to do, know how to win. But after a few times, like getting this where you have to give it up to help your body. I'm like, this isn't worth it no more because I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know how to do this. I work hard enough. I'm in great shape, but my body's not letting me, you know? So that, that was kind of that decision. I remember it was in that first tournament wrestling with Keith, uh, that then I was like, this is it, you know. And I actually I went to JCC my second year, and I wrestled around for about two weeks with Chris Jimmick and thought about wrestling. And at two weeks, you know, destroying everybody in the room, got banged up again. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to compete. You know, I just I'm here if you need me. You know, if you want me to mm-hmm. wrestle and coach around with the kids, we wrestle like I was like pressing my camp page and stuff and working with him. And on okay. that trip, I was like working with Troy Keller, and I remember teaching them both a lot of good things. Like the way the way I wrestled was very, very hands-on, coming after you, heavy hands, make you post on me, shoot a high cross, shoot a double, you know, fireman's carry, stuff like that. And Troy and Ken are both bigger scramblers. And at first in college, both those years, I was beating up on both of them. And then it got to the point <laughs> where I was teaching them everything I was doing because I knew I was done. I was like, I, I just want to help these guys out. And they are doing really well in college now. They, yeah, they figured yep. out how to beat that heavy hands offense, you know. No, without a doubt. Yeah, the very, very, very successful. Some of Section Six's, you know, proudest, uh, which is which is really cool. And it's it's nice to hear that you got to work with them, uh, uh, without a doubt. So, uh, we're so coaching now. So you did. You said you did Dunkirk, and uh, you said you no, did Dunkirk I did and then Fredonia. So I was coaching. Oh, you did Fredonia. Yep. I was okay. Yep, I was coaching the youth program uh, with Steve Dando. That's actually the first practice I got back into was helping our youth. I um, 
I got my associate's degree in actually teaching, teaching history, love history. Okay. Um, college got a little too political for me, and I started taking criminal justice classes while I was to finish my degree. And right. I got super interested in criminal justice. So I ended up getting, I work for the sheriff's department now in uh, Shocker County. I got a job there, and um, I started helping out with the youth. And Fredonia's modified position popped up. So I, uh, I took that job two years ago, and I ran the modified. The last two programs, and I would help guys like obviously Dalton and Russo and Sarek and Christy and Skinny. I help those guys out, you know. But I most, yeah. but I would do mostly the modified and then the youth. Okay. But now that Dalton graduated, um, so I work a lot of overnights and stuff. And Dunkirk actually practices at seven at night. And for Fernonia practice from three to five, and oh, I've got wow. two younger cousins. Yeah, uh, I got two younger cousins and who are in Dunker school system, and their dad passed away, and I really want to coach mm-hmm. them. I think they need that father right. guidance, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my girlfriend's younger brother. I got him into wrestling two years ago. He's a modified too. He did a great job. Um. I wanted to go over there because it wanted to make it easier for my work schedule. Cause I, I would work like 11 to seven at night for the sheriffs and then try to sleep right away at home then go to practice from three to five and then go eat dinner, try to take a nap, you know, get a workout or something and then go back into work. It was just, it was too difficult, you know, going to tournaments and stuff too, on no sleep and whatnot. So it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a really, really good relationship with Sal Flores. who I mentioned earlier was my JV baseball coach actually. So he's the head coach over in Dunkers. He works inside the school, and he's been trying to talk me into coaching with him for the last two, three years. And he is all about me um, coming in and running the practices, which is what I want to do. I want to run varsity practices. It's nice to yeah. work for the youth, nice with the modified, but I want to get the good guys to beat the best guys. You know, I know I can do it. Absolutely. No, that's so, a good mindset, and, yeah, I, I respect that. Yeah, and I, and I think Dunkirk needs it more than Fredonia. There's a lot of guys from Fredonia who, if they don't wrestle, they're still preparing to go to college and associate their bachelor's degree and do really well. Dunkirk's kind of like an inner city place where if these kids don't play a sport in college, then I can go to college, and they're probably going to work for our steel plant right here, or they're probably going to work for our juice factory or Fresco, you know? And you see it all the time. Right. It's almost like – and Dunkirk's actually really big in, like, boxing, too. It's almost like that little bit of fighting style is what this little area thrives in, and I think we can make wrestling really good here. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you can what you do with it continually. That's that's awesome. Uh, I'm yeah. yeah, like I said, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're coaching and it's it's a fun challenge. It's gotta be a you know, it's the next fun challenge for you. And I'm sure you're gonna be, you know, continue to be and be a, a great coach, my man. Uh very excited for yeah, your future helping out kids. I'm just it kinda sucks with the COVID stuff because I wanna get working now, you know, to get our yeah. first year going. But I can't, you know, I can't risk these kids. A lot of them live with their grandparents and stuff. You know, it's rougher over here. It really is. Um, it's, I can't really risk that with those guys, you know, with everything going on. So yeah. next year might be a little tough for us, but we'll we'll make it work. We'll get things going. No, without a doubt. I uh, yeah. Whenever it gets back on track, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. A uh, couple questions before we close up uh, this episode. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, so as a wrestler, as a wrestler. Which uh, do you have an, uh, an opponent or whatever that really pushed you to be the best version of yourself? Um, I have to say probably uh, Andrew Schomers. Um, we probably wrestled seven times, six times. I think we went three and three, four and three, yeah, something like that. Um, okay. It was just a really big style clash. Andrew was a um an outside attacker, like you would, um, reshot. He stayed in really good position. Kind of yeah. Leg. Yeah. yeah. Like very lengthy or I was like heavy hands come after you the entire time. I'm going to make you make a mistake, you know? And we wrestled, I remember in youth too, at the Salamanca tournament when we were younger. And I think I beat him like ultimate ride out or something. I remember we battled it out. We were like 11, 12 years old. And when we wrestled in high school, he beat me the first match, my junior year, sophomore year. And then I beat him the next two or three. Um, but just very, it, it was hard to figure out because everything he was good at was like the opposite of what I did, you know? Okay. He was very counteractive, <laughs> very quick, athletic, 
And I'm like, I'm not really that athletic. I was just kind of mean, and I know I'm going to keep trying things till it works, you know. So I had to kind of uh, be a little graceful when I wrestled in the next few matches and make sure I was always in good position, you know, because he would attack as soon as someone was out of position. You know, so it, it, that was hard. Like, that was – it wasn't really fun, you know. Like, I would love wrestling guys like Anthony Bell and, you know, the Deprezes. We have heavy hands going after each other, always trying to score, you know, your – your stock, your guys. If you if you would hand fought, I always tell people you would lose. You know, I, I would beat you in hand fighting. I would take you down every time. But if you stayed away from me. You jumped around and you were athletic. You had a chance. You know, so right, right, like right. That. Beer thought got that way too. He definitely did his homework. Um, yeah. I think me and Beer thought wrestled three times my senior year, and I beat him by two or three first time, I think five or six second time. And then we wrestled in the sectional finals, and he just stayed away. He just bounced away and stayed away. I just kept chasing him and chasing him and chasing him. And then finally I shot a shot, and I tried finishing quick in a short time. I got thrown. I was like, you son of a gun, you know? (laughs) Just very opposite styles, you know? That was the way to do it. It was trying to to beat guys like that who were athletic and were fast and who could stay away from me was definitely the ones I struggled against. Right. And they challenged you to be better. Uh, and I guess lastly, you're, uh, I mean, I don't know if Max has any questions for you, but, uh, lastly on my end, you got a favorite memory from high school, from your high school wrestling career, be on the mat, oh, off man, the there's mat. A, there's a few, um, <laughs> well, I really, really love going to, um, uh, NHSCA. I took third, second and sixth there. Um, making the national finals was awesome. My sophomore, I couldn't go in my junior year. I heard of states. Um, but I remember I was in a 77 man bracket and I made it to the finals down in Virginia. Um, I think it was at 38. And it was funny because, um, they interviewed us and stuff before. Yeah, so it was a whole bunch of questions. Like it was like a five page final sheet, you know? Who's your right, favorite right. football player? What's your favorite meal? <laughs> Who's your, you know? And then the funny thing is, you can look it up. It's on Flow Wrestling. Um, I wrestled a guy named Kevin Budak. I think I lost him three to two. And he was the same way, very counter wrestler, very scrambling, you know. Um, and he went to good council high school. And you can look it up and listen to him. And he goes, I want to thank my roommate, Kyle Snyder, for pushing me, making me a better person, making me a better wrestler, blah, 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 you know. And nobody knew who Kyle Snyder was at this point. You know, we're sophomores. Kyle must have been a junior, I think. And I watched the match about like two years ago. And I'm like, Kyle Snyder, dude. Kyle Snyder is like the youngest Olympic gold medal for wrestling history, you know? <laughs> and you look it up. And they went to the same freaking high school. Good council high school That's in Maryland. Crazy. It was a private school. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I got Jude and Dalton over here who are trying to beat me up in my sleep. And he's got Kyle Snyder's <laughs> roommate, you know? <laughs> How do you beat these guys? What the hell? It's uh, <laughs> I know, like how that's what that's that's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy how that all worked. That's a cool story yeah, though. I like that one. Yeah, it's a small world. I got a bunch of them, man. I remember I was at the Olympic Training Center and I was playing ping pong in Spencer Lee, and it was like this playroom or whatever after practice. We crossed three times a day for three days, have a day off, and I beat him in ping pong, dude. And this dude, he threw a fit. Like a baby fit. He was telling me I cheated and everything else. And like he wanted to and fight me pong. over it. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't care how tough you are. You're 125 pounds. I'm 160. I'm going to beat you, you know? <laughs> and he had like stormed out and left. And ever since I never liked that kid. I'm like, he's a great wrestler. He's tough, you know, good for him. He goes to Iowa. But I was like, this guy's immature as hell, you know? <laughs> would, and then here he is. He's a freaking two time D1 champ. He's wearing pajamas everywhere. I'm like, this kid ain't right. No, hey, well, you you beat a D one champ in ping pong, so that's you got that going for you. That's that's pretty. I could not believe how upset you. You, you beat a D one champ. You beat him. <laughs> right. You got him. Um, far you as wrestling him. goes, favorite matches. Um, Thousand Islands are beating Macon Cook in a in a grinder. I took him down with like fifteen twenty seconds left. That was a big one, but definitely the biggest was um. Beating Jake Nicholson my freshman year in the semis. In the semis. My senior year, I almost yeah, pecked the kid in the semis. Um, and but for Jake, he was 
I think he, he went to Binghamton. I think he was an All-American Juco. I mean, yep. he's an All-American. Great, great wrestler. From Waterloo. He took me down in the first, like, 15 seconds. And that didn't really didn't happen. I was really good on my feet. So I was down yeah. 2 nothing. entire first period. And kept trying to score. He had an awkward ride. He, like, would hook your – it was like a – we call it an Iowa ride. He would hook your back ankle yep. and try to fight the bone arrow with your legs and stuff. It's really awkward. You know, you don't really train for that that much. Um, no. And I'd almost like Peterson. I almost reversed him. I almost stand up. I just kept moving. I was in great shape. Kept moving, kept moving, kept moving. Second period, I chose Byron. Same thing. Kept moving, kept moving. Just kept moving grandly, you know, just going after it. And, you know, I think I really wore him out on top, you know. And then after the third period, I'm down two. And I said, that's not a good position to be in, you know. You're down two guys on bottom. All you just do is stall out. It's state semis, you know. And right. I ended up turning them. So now it's two to two. I almost turn them again with like 10 seconds left. I get a one count and he rolls through. And mm. uh, we go to overtime. And we had just worked at Cobra on an outside carry. I've always had firemen's outside singles, high crotches, you know, and this is kind of a mix with them all. And I shot a single and he sprawled awkwardly, kind of draped over me and tried scrambling. And I, uh, I outside carried him to his back. And I went in in overtime, six to two or whatever. And I remember Coach Alex was so mad at me. He was like, kept yelling, pin him, pin him, pin him. Because that's how Alex preached, <laughs> just pin, you know. And I was all pumped up. I jumped right off him. He started yelling, you freaking bonehead. I'm like, I just want to do it. Calm down. He's so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> that, sound, that sounds about right. I, yeah, that sounds about right. I remember, uh, was, I think it was when Carlene wrestled in the state finals uh, her senior year. And I was like, and she, she she lost. It was a close one for what I remember, yeah. but I was like, Oh, you know, not bad. Not bad. You know, you know, congratulations on, you know, taking second. And coach Alex yeah. looked at me, gave me a dirty look. He goes, that wasn't good. I'm like, okay. Sorry, <laughs> coach. Uh- <laughs> she, she broke three fingers in the state finals. Nobody knows that she broke wow. her, like part of her hand. <laughs> and she I have so much, I have so much state. respect. <laughs> I know. First female to do it, and she didn't care. It was fun watching her beat up on the boy. I have so much respect for Carlene. Mm-hmm. She's so awesome. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. She's Love Carlene to death. Fit. I, she's, I think too. she's coach. Is she coaching at Iroquois? She did coach at. Iroquois. Oh, she was coaching at Iroquois. Okay. And, and, and then she used to run some prices. Women freestyle okay. wrestling now. Yep. Okay, that's what it is. All right. Yeah, dude. Car- Carlene's awesome. I I'd love to get her on for an interview sometime. She's got such a yeah, people though sure. like. People from our generation like know her like how awesome her story is, but some of these new cats they don't really know. They don't really know. No, so we we'll have to know. maybe try and get something I mean, in there. But track record, I, she beat Miss Ty, she beat Benny Hodge, she beat Tommy Page. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, went back and All yeah, back and forth, just good battles with these guys, and they were great matches. Uh, I remember sitting, just sitting down and enjoying them. Being. Yeah, that's right. She was tough as nails. Tough as nails. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sure very was. good, my friend. Uh, Dakota, or do you have anything you want to ask? No, you're all that was, you. dude. That was an awesome episode. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And if you guys ever want to pull some more questions together and pick my ring, go ahead. That's what uh, that's what I did growing up. I led the breed wrestling. I, I love it to death, and I'm excited to promote it down in our area. So if you guys ever want to do it again, let me know. I had a great time. Very good. Oh, I'm glad you did. We did as well. And uh, yeah, we're Facebook friends now. So if we ever need you, we'll definitely be in touch, my man. Sounds good, my friend. You guys have a great rest of your night. You as well. Take care. We gotta call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We gotta drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, 
Did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother f- Delay of game, offense.